Welcome back to another episode of the Brilliant Resilient Experience. Today we have a very special guest. He is a martial artist that has competed in multiple arenas in combat sports. He's done Muay Thai and now his most recent venture into bare knuckle boxing. So I'm very excited to learn more about his story and kind of what has motivated him to chase his dreams as a fighter. So let's go ahead and bring on Kerry Caprio. How are you doing, Kerry? Hey, hey, good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I know you're you're cold. I'm cold. We're both surviving this frigid weather. So (laughs) I appreciate you coming on. So you you said you've been uh, doing bare knuckle boxing for a couple years now. Um, yeah, I did the tryouts in 21, then had finally got my first fight with him in 22, had the second fight with him in 23, and looking to have the third one coming up here soon in 24. Nice. And you have competed, and you said, uh, I think I saw you were 3-0 and in Muay Thai as well? Yes. And did you do that before bare knuckle boxing? Uh, yeah, I did that before. Um, so I've always been a martial artist of all kinds. Um, started with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, Wing Chun, non-classical Kung Fu, did some karate, boxing, it's pretty much everything along the way, wrestled in college. Um, nice. So just trying to do it all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, so when did you, like, I guess you said you started with jiu-jitsu. Um, mm-hmm. When did you start doing that? Um, I was eight years old, so I started with uh, oh, Robert wow. Crawford. Um, out in the Lower Boys and Girls Club. So he did um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. This was back when nobody even knew what it was, really. Um, I didn't even know what it was, so I started doing it. Um, he was also a boxing coach, um, as well as he was under Jesse Glover, which is Bruce Lee's first um, student and assistant instructor. So I got to work with him a lot of times. Um, oh, and wow. That was on, under non-classical Gung Fu, Wing Chun. Um, so yeah, just was blessed to be under him, um, who, who did yeah. a lot of different martial arts and stuff. That's awesome. And then you wrestled, you said in college, did you wrestle in high school too? Yes. Nice. Yeah. I feel like that is, I feel like a good intro to martial arts because you have to learn all the discipline. You have to cut the weight. You have to do all that. So like for a lot of fighters, that's like one of the hardest parts of it is learning all that discipline. So I feel like it kind of prepares you a little bit more for fighting than some other, you know, karate or stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely uh, more, it's more gritty and tougher for sure. And that's what you need, the toughness out of it, um, just being resilient and uh, getting to it. Absolutely. Well, that's really cool. I feel like it it would be kind of hard when you learn all these different aspects of martial arts. Like you've learned the jujitsu, you've learned wrestling, then striking. I feel like it would be hard to kind of pick one and just stick to one thing because <laughs> it's like they all have like different advantages and they all have different, you know, styles of competition. Like some, um, like karate is more like point style, for example. And then like bare knuckle boxing, obviously, you know, that's <laughs> one of the more brutal uh, <laughs> competition. But um, what has been like your favorite, I guess, or what is um, some differences that you've noticed in different, I guess, arenas that you've competed in? Um, I'm just trying to fight for the biggest and the best. That's all. You know, I just want to be able to do this. I just want a comfortable life. I don't got to be rich or famous. You know, if that happens, that's cool. But um, just want to be comfortable, man. I just want to be able to travel, train, do martial arts, go to different countries, train, get some fights. 
Um, that's it. Spend time with my daughter. I want her to be able to be with me along the way. I don't want to be stuck at some job that I don't like, not doing my dream. So um, I feel that. Yeah, just want to fight for the biggest and best so far. That's BKFC. That's the biggest opportunity I've had. It's a great stage. Um, so good to try to make a name for myself. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, it's good you're motivated, especially motivated more by the freedom than the money. Because I feel like, you know, if you focus too much on, you know, get like you said, getting rich and famous, sometimes that can be the wrong thing to chase. But I feel like freedom is that's what is really the goal at the end of the day. Because if you don't have freedom, like you said, you know, you can't travel whenever you want. You know, you're stuck at a desk all day, and it's like nobody really wants to <laughs> do that. It's just uh. Yeah, boring, I would say, is, um, you know, it works for some people, and that's cool, but I feel like, I don't know, I, it, for I me, mean, whatever that helps sounds you like have a nightmare. A comfortable life, whatever <laughs> helps you have a comfortable life, and you got your bills paid, if that's yeah. a nine-to-five for you, and you get right. the weekends off, and you got a good time scheduled with the family, that's awesome. Um, you know, I never even had a good nine-to-five. I was always having to work shitty jobs every day, or doing, uh, in some bullshit, so, nah, this for me is the best life right now. Um, I'm coaching, so I do that like 20, 30 hours a week. So that oh, allows really? me to, um, nice. yeah, so that allows me to get the time to train and um, get in the gym more. So just just started really doing that. So trying to find that balance. Yeah. Because um, before just last year, I was, you know, working bullshit and it's just trying to train, working 10-hour days. And I got my daughter, you know, half the week. Yeah. So trying to find that balance so that um, this year it really opened up for me starting to be able to do that. So should should be big things coming this year. I should be in the gym a whole lot more just train, which I've already been. I've done more training than I've done in the past couple of years. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like a lot of fighters I talk to that coach because there's a lot of fighters at my gym that they also teach classes and they do one on ones and stuff. And they've said that it has helped them in their fights because I guess, you know, when you teach somebody something, it kind of makes you more a little more confident because you're like, well, I know it, so I can show you how to do it. And then you can even learn some things from people you're, you're teaching, too. So I feel like that will only help you level up doing that and being at the gym more, of course, always helps. Yeah, I just love being in the gym in that environment. Um, yeah. It keeps my mind on it 24-7. So if I'm not you know, working on it as myself, now I'm trying to learn to be a better coach. You know, I'm not really coaching fighters right now. It's more like, you know, fitness and yeah. people just trying to learn it for themselves. So I'm definitely still teaching them good technique and whatnot. But um, it's making me too learn and evolve as a coach. So later on down the line when I'm not fighting, then, okay, I can really coach fighters. And I'll have that years of coaching experience already built up. Exactly. Yeah, that's smart. I think that's the way to do it because – you see a lot of fighters when they get kind of towards the end, um, you know, they can only go in like so many different directions. But if you have experience coaching, then, you know, you can open your own gym. You can, you know, have your own students, your own fighters. So I think that's really cool. And I've seen um, a few bare knuckle boxers end up doing that. Like Tony Soto, he just opened his gym and Keith Richardson's had his for a long time. So that's definitely something you could absolutely do. Well, that's awesome. Um I wanted to ask you, because Roberto had told me a few things about you, um, and one thing that he had told me was that you have been battling Crohn's disease, so I wanted to ask you about that, because I also have a chronic illness, I have lupus, so I wanted to ask you about that, because I was really inspired, because it's got to be, I feel like it's it, there's two sides, it's like, it's hard, because you're 
dealing with something that, you know, it's never going to go away. You know, chronic illness, it's you, you got to deal with it. So on one hand, it kind of makes you tougher. And then also, I feel like, you know, you have to be disciplined when you have an illness like that because you have to eat right, you have to exercise, you know, you got to take care of your body. So do you feel like, I feel like it could, it could be a disadvantage because it's hard, but I feel like it could also help you. I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, definitely both right now. The discipline is the biggest thing. Um, yeah. It's hard in this society, too, just eating right. So I definitely got to make sure I set out time to prep my meals. Because if not, then I'm like screwed. I don't have anything good to eat. So I'm trying my best to eat right, get the proper sleep. It's hard right now, like I said, adjusting with new schedules. and then, Yeah. Um, I still work another job here or there just to keep my credentials. Um, so sometimes I'm doing that, not getting my proper sleep. Um, it's really, you know, then it's like, man. I can't train because I got to listen to my body. Um, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go into a hard training um, if I'm not there because then I'm going to just get injured. So it's definitely a balance I'm working on, but I'm looking forward to it. I love the challenge. Um, overall, it just makes me better. So like I said, everything comes back to, you know, karma and being disciplined. So spiritually, mentally, physically, um, what I do, I'm going to pay the price for. Yeah. So obviously some things get in the way <laughs> that I can't control with life that maybe affect sure. my sleep. But, um, yeah, I just like the challenge. It makes force me to be a better person every day to grow and to learn. Because if not, I, I feel like shit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like today, I woke up and I just felt fucking awful. Same. And <laughs> so, I was glad I kind of, with the roads all frozen over, I couldn't make it to the sparring anyway. So, it gave me that excuse <laughs> out of it. But, because uh, I was like, man, I already had, I woke up with a headache. I'm like, definitely not going to spar if I got a headache. Yeah. But I'm feeling a little bit better now. So, I was like, all right, let me wake up. Got an interview with you. Let me go wake my car, get the car um, cleaned off. Not that I'm going to go anywhere, but at least cause it's <laughs> supposed to drop to like 10 degrees. So, I don't want to have to clean it off tomorrow would be impossible and then um yeah when we're done here i'm gonna go get my run in and shadow boxing outside nice that's awesome yeah i feel like mornings are difficult with with at least in my experience and i know crohn's is much different obviously than what i'm dealing with with lupus but i found that a lot of chronic illnesses are very similar in a lot of ways with just like sometimes it's hard to get going in the morning and it's like yeah if you don't eat right you pay for it immediately like the next day you wake up you feel like trash even if you eat right too like i eat yeah, sometimes clean. you can eat right you feel <laughs> right you got to sleep and some days it's just like like today i'm like yo i ate right i got to sleep i'm just like whoa i feel like trash what is this yeah. But, uh, yeah. So yeah like it might take two three hours to get going People don't yeah. understand, like, I got to listen to my body, you know, some coaches don't understand, and that's maybe yeah. why I never had their respect, and I'm just, my body, man, y'all don't know, man, I might, you know, I'm turning 30 this year, <laughs> but I feel 50, you know, my biological age and my chronological age are, you know, two different, two different timelines, so. Yeah, I know, I told my coach the same thing, I'm like, look, I know I'm only 28, but I'm like, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm 70 years old, <laughs> like, I cannot move the same way. I cannot run the same way as people my age. I'm like, it's different. It's different. But um, but I've been feeling like I'm getting better at trying to find the balance of knowing when you can fight through it and then knowing when you can, okay, I need to back off. Like, I need to chill. <laughs> like, I feel like it's so hard to find that balance because you don't want to make yourself worse, but at the same time, you don't want to let it, 
you know, get in the way of your life. So it's hard. So yeah, I can yeah, definitely, I definitely, definitely, um, I definitely plan out my, try to be pretty strategic with my trainings and how I'm feeling yeah. and, um, listening to the rest days or the recovering. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. When you have a good day, do you always like feel like you go ham because sometimes <laughs> you want to take advantage to my disadvantage, of it? <laughs> sometimes to my disadvantage, I'll feel so good. Same. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go get a fourth or fifth workout in. And then uh, the next day I'm like, mm, maybe I shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> I know. I do that, that all should, the time. Should ease back into it. So, um, yeah, sometimes I get a little hyped and extra motivated. <laughs> <and I just laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, it's fi- It's nice to find someone who can relate to my <laughs> to my struggle. Yeah, some people yeah, don't understand. Hard. They say they understand, but I don't know. I, don't, I mean, no. I try not to judge. You know, I don't know what people are feeling either. So yeah, exactly. They don't know what I'm feeling. So I, I don't know. Maybe they do understand. But I look at some people. They can just go all day long, and they 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 read five books a day. They work. They work <laughs> ten hours a day. They still get to work out another five hours a day, and still get eight hours of sleep. I'm like, what can what they? How do you fit all this in in 24 hours? <laughs> I know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Unless they're just lying. <laughs> it's like, I don't get it. No, I know like, some do people do doing it? it. I know some it's people crazy. doing it. It's crazy. So. It's crazy. Yeah, I see, I see a lot of fighters all the time. They're posting, like, training, like, all, literally all day training. And, and then they're doing all kinds of other stuff, too. I'm like, yo, I don't know how you can keep up with that, but. I guess if it works for you, I would do the same thing. I mean, you got to think some of those trainings, though, you, you got to think intensity, too. Don't mean they're yeah. necessarily being intense the whole time, you know, yeah. intensity. You know, so if you break down. So, yeah, once you get used to it, though, you can. Like, once my body's healthy and right, yeah, there's definitely days I can go for a long time and mix yeah. up the intensity. And so, yeah, looking to stay on top of my still, health. Uh, do you still train, like, MMA or do you just train boxing right now? Um, I do it every, I just started getting back in the mats cause, um, nice. finally, you know, got the, you know, the membership with the gym again and it's so expensive, but it's so worth it. So I'm yeah. definitely, um, been back on the mats a little bit, but the first week back, man, they were doing this, um, not an ankle lock, but a, I forgot what it was, but a certain foot lock, man, they were just cranking on my foot. So, and like, it, it wasn't like, you know, hurting at the time, but after a week straight of them cranking on it. And then same thing, even doing like, you know, some kickboxing sparring or something, I jam my toe up or bang my toe up, wake up, my foot swollen and hurting. It's like, I got to get back into it, build that toughness back up on my feet. In yeah. the I'm definitely back in. I try to stay active in all of it um, for sure. Nice. Um, a lot of my sparring I do those with uh, a professional boxer named Brandon Chambers. So most That's of my awesome. sparring, hard sparring is going to be with um, the pro boxers, especially, you know, especially if I get any type of fight news coming up with bare knuckle, you know, I don't want to get injured or. Yeah, for sure. But it's like yeah. a push and pull because I do want to get into MMA, but I know they don't pay shit. But at the same time, so I got to balance the training and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting though cuz that now they have bare knuckle MMA too and they have all these different promotions now. It's crazy. Like I feel like they all just like popped up kind of at the same time. It almost seemed like <laughs> and now it's like there's but I mean, I guess kickboxing and Muay Thai is kind of doing the same thing a little bit. Um like you see that well, bare knuckle up they had that special rules Muay Thai, so I can see them doing that some more, you know. Yeah. I see them could potentially doing that, you know. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Maybe I was, they'll expand and I maybe they'll expand in the bare knuckle MMA, you know. Yeah. There's yeah, really only one person doing that with Jorge Mosfo. And if yeah. anyone's got the, got the chance to compete with him, 
it'd be BKFC. Right. So if they want to take over that lane, I think they definitely have that opportunity. They got the audience and the crowd, and it might expand them. To be honest, I think I don't know, but they, that's Dave Feldman. I'm not Dave Feldman. I'm. <laughs> they're already doing big things, so who am I to say anything? Sure. Yeah, it'd be it would be interesting. If more but I would promotions love that. went if bare opens and sign me up, put me to put my <laughs> name first on the list. <laughs> That's awesome. So you would do bare knuckle MMA? Oh if yeah, you had of the course. chance. That's awesome. I I love it. I think it's great. I mean, cause... if you watch my 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 two BKFC fights, you know, either way, I was both of them. I'm dominating in the clinch, and yeah. you know, th- those you know. That, that was the best chance. Both of them, of the... their best chance was just with their hands. But if they, I had yeah. kicks with both of my opponent, previous opponents, no disrespect to them, but they, they, <laughs> they wouldn't have been able to keep up with me with kicks and, and then the wrestling in the ground game. There's no chance. They just haven't trained the way I have for that. So um, that right. was the best chance with boxing, um, just boxing. So let yeah. me, let me throw some leg kicks in there and then some takedowns. <laughs> oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's where a lot of... I've noticed a lot of the guys that train MMA and go to bare knuckle or if they've fought in MMA, usually they dominate in the clinch. And it's an interesting rule set because, you know, in regular boxing, you don't have that rule. Um, but it's isn't it where you just have to have one hand free and you can clinch? Um, you got to just be active and punching them. Right. Okay. So you can't be trying to like hand fight and wrestling, right. trying to get the tie up. If not, the ref's gonna um, stop it. Yeah. So that was one thing I learned my last fight. I wasn't active enough in the clinch, so ah. um, this, the ref broke it up more than what I wanted it to because uh, I wasn't active enough in it. But they're still dominating with it. Um, yeah, I see. You yeah, even got, I saw um, Dave Feldman. You can watch Dave Feldman got up on his feet, started clapping. Once I got in there, and started raining <laughs> down some shots. So it got him the the boss man standing up and clapping. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see your next fight whenever it gets booked. Um, I'll definitely check it out because um, it's interesting. I mean, it's very fast-paced. It's very intense. Um, do you feel like it's... Because I feel like it's a lot. It's still a lot different than regular boxing. Just with like not having the gloves changes the defense so much, and it just changes the whole game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a little different. I think um, the impact is more direct. So if you get yeah. hit, it, it's like right on the face. Whereas like if you, you got a boxing glove, it's more like transferred to the brain. Yeah, exactly. I've heard other people say the same thing, you know, so um, to each their own. Yeah. I've always thought that the bare knuckle would be safer long term. I mean, there's a whole argument with it. Some people agree, some people don't. But I've always thought it would be safer in the long run, I mean, yeah, you might get your face cut up, but I'd rather I mean, have I, that I, I did, than brain damage. I did, so. glove, I did glove boxing, and the scar from that was bigger than the really? scar from the bare knuckle. So, you know, wow. it's all just a matter of, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It only, yeah. it only takes one, one punch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you think that it's harder to get knocked out in regular boxing than in bare knuckle because i feel like there's more knockouts in bare knuckle but i don't know kind of just depends because they have longer rounds in boxing too like they go for yeah but uh, what kind of like okay are they like knocked out like you're knocked out unconscious or is it called a knockout right because you can't continue or you didn't stand up or the ref stopped it up the tko type thing or 
you know. Yeah, that's a good point. So, well, I think you might, you know, you see people don't get up a lot in fucking bare knuckle. You see them <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, they're covering uh, their face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't get up. They're not knocked yeah. out. You right. Know what I'm saying? It's boxing, they're just taking a beating and a beating and a beating and a beating and a beating yes. until they're on the ground. You know, yeah. It's just like, ah. And yeah, boxers which... tend to go hard in the paint when it comes to sparring, too. There's a lot of them that, uh, you know, fucking yeah. go to town and sparring for years and years and years. I think that's changing a little bit. Um, at least for me, I'm very, you know, I pick my sparring partner. I can't go in there sparring anybody. I got another weight. Um, you know, I got to make sure everyone's got the right gear on and, you know. For sure. That's smart. Yeah, I've I've heard that about boxing sparring. I was talking to my coach about that because he used to spar with boxers. And he's like, yeah, we just went 100% all the time. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> like, that's brutal. But at the same time, he was saying, you know, it's it's brutal. And, yeah, it's not good for you, like, you know, to take all that beating. But it does get you ready for a fight because you're used to being in there and going 100%. So when you get in a fight, then you're like, oh, you know, I've already done this. <laughs> A little bit, and it's just, hey, if you can survive that, then you definitely, you can survive years of that, then you tough motherfucker. so you're going to survive it in the fights, too. But 100%. There's going to be a price to pay, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That a would be really... You can hear it, too. Like, you hear them talking, like, you can hear it in their voice, like, their voice just changes, yeah. and starts to get more slurred and high-pitched at young ages, too, so. I know. It's crazy. their own. This, I mean, this is the sport we live. This is what we choose to do and live for. So, yeah. Here for a yeah. good time, not a long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when did you kind of decide that you wanted to fight? Uh, I, I've been doing martial arts my whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, you know, I kind of lost it a little bit, you know, in college and sure. not thinking I had a chance with it, but not until like recently in a couple more years, like some opportunities popped up and well, when really I went to Thailand, I found out how cheap it was. I really, I just wanted to get out there. I wanted to move out there. Didn't, didn't able to quite make that happen and whatnot. But, um, I was like, man, I just got to train and do martial arts because that's the only way I'm at peace. I just want my freedom. And I'm making it happen slowly but surely. I'm grinding as long as I stay disciplined, right with God. Everything's okay. falling into place, you know. Slowly making that life happen for me. But still got to work hard. But so. Yeah. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of patience, too. Because it can take a long time to even get the opportunity to get you to the point where then you can start thinking, okay, now I can really, like, progress. And... You know, like I, I talk to a lot of amateur fighters. I talk to pro fighters and it's all the same thing. You know, it's like, it's just, it's hard. <laughs> it gets freaking hard. But if you want it bad enough, you know, if you're just determined enough, you can make it happen. So mm-hmm. it's just like who, who is actually going to continue putting in the work? Who is not going to quit? And, you know, if you and just you got to be going, smart about it. Yeah. Be, yeah. be smart about it too, though, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you see it all the time with um, fighters. You know, they might like take the wrong fights or take fights on short notice, and then you know they end up kind of messing up their career a little bit um, sometimes. So it's like, yeah, you gotta not only be smart with your training and everything, but you gotta be smart with like planning out your career too. And um, 
strategy and all that kind of stuff and where you train and who your coaches are and all that stuff matters a lot. Um, there's a lot to it. So it's, it's um, your inner circle too, who you hang out with. And yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Cause a lot of people that don't train, you know, they're not going to get it necessarily. Um, some of them do, but it's hard to find those people um, that really understand what you're trying to do and understand the effort that is required to make it happen and the discipline, you know, eating right. And, oh, you can, you can have a cheat meal. It's like, no, <laughs> no, I can't stop pressuring me. I mean, if I didn't have Crohn's, I'm sure I could. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I feel like I could get away. Yeah, with... I don't cut too much weight, you know, I'm about 10 yeah. pounds over my weight class. So that's, Oh, okay. Nothing. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. And you're at flyweight. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's, that's probably going to help a little bit, not having to cut a ton of weight. Cause I feel like with a, with a disease like that, cutting weight would probably be pretty. Yeah. I wouldn't rough. want to cut anymore really anyways. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so it's ten pounds. That that's not, not anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know fighters. I could do that, that. I could do that in an hour. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. Yeah, it's weight cutting is brutal. So I wouldn't want to do it. Like I, I mean, ten pounds, something like that, would probably be tolerable. But like anything more than that, I feel like that would be pretty rough uh, on the body. Pretty rough. And then you got to go fight after all that. It's like, that's crazy. <laughs> but I don't know. It's uh, some fighters, it works. But I feel like some fighters cut too much weight sometimes. And it kind of puts them at a disadvantage. So, I don't know. But it is what it is. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, that would be really cool if they did do bare knuckle Muay Thai, since you have, so you do have a, a Muay Thai background. That would be awesome. Do you ever yeah, want to compete sure. in Muay Thai again? Yeah, for sure. Definitely, would love to get back out to Thailand, especially in Thailand. It's so easy to get fights. You know, really? they got commissions and whatnot checking you, and you can just ah. take them back to back to back. You don't get injured. We'll go fight again down the street. You know, and fight again tomorrow. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I've always wondered kind of what it's like training over there. I've heard, I've talked to some people about it, and they've said that it's like the sparring isn't as intense, um, but you spar a lot more. So you spar like more often, and you fight more often, like you said. You know, you could fight <laughs> multiple times in a week, I guess, if you wanted to. But um, so you did, how long were you in Thailand? Uh, just a couple months. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that that is the place to go to train Muay Thai. Yeah, man, it's just, it's just cheap, too. That one, you're in paradise, it's warm, and it's just cheap, you're somewhere foreign, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I'm excited to see, you know, kind of where you go. I mean, I was excited when Roberto kind of told me about you, and he's like, hey, I got this fighter, you know, he's he's fighting, but he's also fighting a, a disease and illness. And so I kind of immediately was like, oh, we're going to connect right away because <laughs> I deal with the same struggle. But um, but it's really cool because there's not a lot like a lot of fighters like there's not a ton out there with um, dealing with something like that. 
And it's good to raise awareness because I feel like, you know, people who want to compete, they might think like, oh, I can't because I have this disease or I have this thing. So, you know, I'm, I can't do it. And so it kind of might inspire people to push through it and figure out a way to make it happen. And like you said, be more disciplined and make it work. So that's awesome that you've been able to overcome I mean, that. there's people with a lot worse shit making it happen way better than me. So don't yeah. look at me. There's people way worse <laughs> situations making it happen. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, what are you most excited for this year um, with, uh, with Bare Knuckle? I mean, you said you're working on hopefully getting a fight soon and, and all that. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, just working on having a better schedule, better team around me, being able to actually train, um, yeah. actually having coaches and stuff around me, not just training myself. Um, good sparring partners. So um, it's finally paid off, starting to get everything around me. You know, I've been struggling to try to make it happen for the past two years, get all those things that I need and be able to pay my bills and have time to train. So it's finally starting to happen. So falling fall into place, there should be big things with that. Um, so it should be way better performances out of me and just, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's a big part of it, especially when you're competing on such a big stage. Um, having the time to put into the training, um, it's hard to balance because, like you said, you know, you got to pay your bills. And um, I feel like sometimes that's an advantage that some fighters have is if they don't have, like, the financial pressure. You know, they don't have kids. They don't have um they're not struggling so they can spend more time training and it does give you an advantage because the more time that you spend training you know the more effort you put into it obviously the better results you're going to get so that's good that you're figuring out a way to to balance it i know it's got to be tough it's got to be I tough, mean, especially... again, it's all my own fault it's karma it's <laughs> i made that set up for me to have this life so you know, yeah. I could have been doing this life back when I was free, before I had a child, before I had responsibilities. I could have been free doing it and said I was goofing off, doing the wrong things, chasing the wrong things. So now I'm paying <laughs> for it, trying to fix all that so I can't live that life. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's good that you realize that. You seem like you take a lot of ownership for for your life, and that's good. That's a good way to be because at the end of the day, yeah, it's all, it's all on you. Nobody's going to come save you. So. <laughs> uh-huh. That's awesome. Well, like I said, I'm excited to see your fight. You'll have to let me know once it's booked, and uh, and I'll sure, watch it sure. so you can check it out. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thanks well, for I'm having excited. me. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. I'm excited for your future, and I will talk to you again soon. Awesome. Have a blessed one. Stay warm. You too. <laughs> yeah, you too. I'll see you. <laughs>